Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Smoking Cask Podcast. I am Greg. And I'm Jake. Today, we're doing a little Glenfiddich action for that ass. Yes, we have for you today Glenfiddich 12 Year Single Malt Whiskey. You know, podcasting can eat itself. And I got to say, Jake is swallowed up about getting that land in that, uh, what's it called? The post land in the radio post just right. He shook his head at himself, but that sounded good. So today, I did. man, look, look, I wanted to get the whiskey, right? I wanted to get the whiskey part. <laughs> whiskey, emphasis on gay. Gay, <laughs> whiskey. No. So I want to get the whiskey. Gay, straight, in the middle, whatever you are. We don't, we don't care. Right. Um, I'm going to get the whiskey. I did steal the part. honor because this is my bottle. Um, this is just a Glenfiddich 12. So all you haters out there, I know it's not their best whiskey, but I'm going to do the bottle pop today. So let's see if we can even get any action off this guy. What a, what a softy. It wasn't bad. Eh, you know. There you go. It's all right. We'll take that. It's yes, not the tightest cork in the business. This was a new bottle um, when we started working on today's paperwork. <laughs> it's not so new now. Um, no. It's loose, like it's been around the block. But uh, we decided to do Glenfiddich because it's Jake's favorite distillery, I think, so far um, yeah. in the Scotch world. Mm-hmm. And really because it's a super available, even more so than my favorite, Glenlivet. There are even more Glenfiddichs available at every liquor store, pretty much everywhere. And in, in light of... Uh, recent crises and crises, crises in the on this planet. We try to do things that are a little bit more affordable sometimes, but we're also going to have some pricey stuff, right? So, uh, the Glenfiddich Twelve is your everyday green bottle go to. It's the one you can get on the shelf, and we thought the green bottle go to, green I like bottle go to, baby. Like That's that. right. That's right. Anybody wants to use Coin that here, you. I get royalties for that. <laughs> 15 cents when you think about it, 30 cents when you record it. Um, that that Glenfiddich green bottle, we actually have a little bit, um, uh, we're, we're confused on that. So um, cask crew at thesmokingcask.com, anybody that might have some insight on why, we're going to do a little reading on our own. We may even get to it during this episode or in the next ones. But uh, my point was we're starting out with the 12 because it is the cheapest dollar whiskey you can get from Glenfiddich on our regular shelf here. Um, and then we're going to move into uh, a couple others here. We may not get to them all today, um, but you'll see them in the coming weeks. We're going to work with the 15, the 18, and eventually the 21. And then we're going to bust into the, uh, we're going to go plaid, as they say in Spaceballs. We're going to go ludicrous and straight up go <laughs> 23 and 26, um, break out of their standard. What's it called, Jake? The um, the experiment, or no, the, not the experimental, the... Um, oh, excellence? Yeah, yeah. So we're so, we're gonna break out of the core range to the excellence. We're gonna go from core to something a little more special. So their so their core their core extends the twelve year, then it goes their newly added fourteen year, then it goes their fifteen Solaravat, their eighteen year, their twenty one year, and I think that that. I think that that covers the entire core range. Then you start getting into things like their exper- experimental series, their excellent series, and so on and so forth, which we do have a few of those bottles. We do. We'll, we'll review exactly which one's coming up soon. Yeah, right? <laughs> but uh, we give too much away. We're going to have probably, um, we'll have three, well, we'll have four episodes in the core series because we're going to do yep. the 12 today, 15 coming up, 18 coming up. And then the twenty one to follow, and the fourteen. We said we we still have yet to do the fourteen ourselves. That's which an is, interesting point. We we talked about it recently. The fourteen is it? Um, you're talking about the bourbon barrel or the mm-hmm. regular fourteen? No, 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 bourbon so, barrel. So that, that's an interesting point. We were just having a couple of these together to get our our minds fresh on this, and kind of thought, wonder if we mixed a few, could we wind up drinking 
essentially the 18 because what we read was the no. 18 is basically the the bourbon barrel mixed with uh one of the regular Solera so, bats. Yeah, it was the uh, Oloroso Sherry casks that is primarily in their 12 year versus their bourbon casks which is primarily in their 14 year. So their their 12 year is uh Oloroso casks and Sherry, I believe. Uh and then their 14 year is uh, bourbon barrel or ex bourbon barrel exclusively. So what we found was that the 18 year was a very close comparison to the 12 and 14. If maybe we could find some monstrosity mixture of yeah. the two, we might we be might able to come we up might give that a shot. Year. Actually, I we I wrote it down. Alarosa sherry, Alarosa sherry and bourbon. So that is the 12. So yeah, we get that, and then and that's really just a little bit of a mix. I'd be interested to see if they have another whiskey that you can't get in the states that might be just the sherry cask. Maybe they have something that is like exclusively that. And if they do, maybe we've seen it and we just haven't thought about it. But that I digress. Today is about the Glenfiddich 12 single malt scotch. It is a technically I learned this today a space side, but it is I always thought a Highland. It turns out um, what Jake has said is uh, essentially something about a roadway separating the two. Uh, two of their different processing facilities. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that it, it goes a little something like this. And 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 uh, at at the end of this series, we're gonna do a. Um uh, so basically, at the end of our core range, we're going to do on the final, I guess, the 21 year uh, during that episode, we will do a longer episode where we will go through and we'll talk. Or actually, we might do all of them in one, right, where we do all the core ranges and we sit here and sample all of them at the same time where we're going to discuss the history of the Glenfiddich Distillery. And yeah, that'll be a long, uh, so yeah, these be are a long be, episode. We're doing um, we're doing these basically for probably a little longer for the 21, but we're doing basically the four in the core range are nubs. We like to name them after the uh, cigar shorts, the nub, yeah. and then we're going to have our Churchills, which are going to be the longer ones. Our first episode, thank you for anybody who, uh, of the probably one person that listened outside of us, uh, <laughs> thanks for checking it out, but that was more of a Churchills, an hour and 11 minutes. Yeah. We're going to try and keep them shorter than that, but uh, th- this particular one will be shorter, but the 21 being that it costs a bit more, we're going to get into that, because you got to not only review it right, but also enjoy the flavors and and really pronounce that um, that review to people so they know what they're yeah. buying. But to 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 uh, lean off of what you were saying a little bit was um, and and just you know I pre- primarily talk out of my ass half the time. But what I was saying to Greg earlier was that I believe in this distillery. Uh, the way it works is that like one uh, the actual distillery itself is on one side of the street which is considered a um a highland or the highland region and then on the other side of the street whether it be their rick houses you know where they where they store all their barrels or whatever the case may be is on the other side of the street which is actually in the Speyside region so um again i really wish i could talk to you more with definitiveness on this but i need to look it up it'll come in the glenfiddich history um uh, episode which will probably wind up being the entire core range so it'll be the 12 through the 21 year episode yeah but yeah. uh yeah so today's going to be a pretty short um and and i there are going to be a lot of scotch drinkers that are going to laugh at this but <laughs> again yeah. we try to go for best quality to price ratio and glenfiddich 12 I have a new appreciation today after giving it a real nose out of a Glen Cairn glass. Um, it is a great scotch for what you pay. And I, I mean, it's, we have listed down here probably like a $55 mark, but it, they, they claim a range of like 40 bucks on up basically on the web. So depending on what state you're in, 
our fine Commonwealth of Virginia here or Jake's state of West Virginia, it, it varies, but it's anywhere between 50 and $65. I think it's a little cheaper. That's a little bit more than that. Well, and I guess that's, I've gotten it cheaper too, but yeah. I haven't bought it in a while. This last bottle was a gift. Um, thank you to Mr. James. That one, uh, was also a gift from the same guy that got me the 15. Nice. So uh, kudos to him for hooking me up with some great stuff. But uh, it, it is not the cheapest thing you can get, and we'll get to that. We're headed yeah. towards uh, we're headed towards a competitor, a contender, if you will, um, with the Glenfiddich's that costs significantly less that will be a better drink or as good of a drink for significantly less. Although name does have a personal place for me. Like I'm, I, I hold the spot in my heart for the ones that I've enjoyed growing up on Scotch here as a – you know, 20 something into my thirties engineer and that, you know, needed something good to drink. I've tried the cheap one. And actually what we found is something that I drank many years ago now, um, several years ago, I guess that Jake has found. And, uh, it's a monkey shoulder product that actually keeps up with some pretty expensive whiskey. So we'll get into that a little bit more and just exactly why that is coming down the road. That'll be probably a Churchill episode. Cause I think we're going to bash through the Glenfiddichs and then, um, do our long Glenfiddich and then do a, a contender episode where we're going to do like a pretty good whiskey versus a great um, alternative to that pretty good whiskey. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, for the price, absolutely for the price. I mean, we're you know we're we're going to be looking at two di- two different whiskeys at a half price, uh, or sorry, two different whiskeys. One of them being uh, full price at seventy five bucks in our area. The other one being half half of that at thirty thirty five bucks. Uh, in our area, and they are damn near close to being the same. But we are saying way too much in yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. Aside from saying that today we are going to be reviewing <laughs> for you Glenfiddich 12 year single malt scotch. And with we the always glass derail. clink. We always derail each other. That's it, man. Well, I just love to talk. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. I, I love to I talk. Shut up. Our, 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 our viewership will tell us just how little people love to listen, but I'm fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> right. All right. So oh, I was taking a sniff on the nose. This whiskey is particularly appley um, drink on the nose. I, I I think we can say that for all Glenfiddichs though. Yeah, that's like less like when people the... are like, "Oh, your whiskey's smooth." It's like, yeah, no fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop, no. Where's our wait, censorship? Wait. Yeah. Oh yeah, when people are like, "Oh, whiskey's smooth," it's like, yeah, no. You know, I'm yeah. just saying <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going to censor with bottle pops eventually. I, I, I will, I will, I will agree with you up until we hit the top of the core range. I noticed that that yeah. starts to go away, and you get a lot more. Probably because of the time in barrels, you get a lot more wood giggity out of that. <laughs> but what I've noticed so far <laughs> is that with the 12 and including the 12, uh, the, the group would be the 12 and the 15. You get a lot of that apple scent when you're smelling it. So if you're the kind of person that doesn't like the alcohol burn, give it a shot. Smell it. It smells good. Um, I know you can hear my giant nose basically touching the bottom of the glass when I sniff. Just but I inhale. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I really give it a nose. It's like if you a take high a, schooler with a Sharpie. Fun fact, if you take, and I learned this tonight too, just from playing around, if you take a whiskey and shake it left and right as you're smelling, take a deep breath, you'll get different things. I get more honeys, more maples that way. Uh, but just the base nose of this guy, definitely apple. Definitely apple. And it's almost like an apple cider, apple juice or something. Oh, I'll agree. On on every Glenfiddich I get is, is primarily apple, but one thing that I seem to pull from all of them, and this is just a scotch thing, but I always seem to pull that soury mash maltiness out of it and that might just be a me thing it might but, be i don't get it but but I, that's that's how like like when i smell those i'm like oh this is a glenfiddich right i could almost pull them all out almost 
I don't want to say that with certainty. It's because you used to date a guy from Glenfiddich. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm like I'm, I'm with like you a on 99, it, or no, I won't even give me that much. I'm like a 97.99999 percent sure. I will when say, I smell a Glenfiddich. Jake is a more sophisticated person than me. I false. No, it's not false. But I don't really <laughs> love. Um, I didn't used to love Glenfiddich 12. I liked it very much, but I had a friend who turned me on to Glenlivet a long time ago, and then Glenfiddich was a second. And uh, the the twelve versus the twelve, I thought the Glenlivet was a little softer. Um, now I'm like, starting to change my mind on that a little yeah. bit. But I appreciate the smokiness that comes out of Glenlivet uh, twelve year, at least for me. So. Yeah, it's not the fruit. You don't get the fruit out of that mm. as much. No. Um, no. One of the things I noticed, I've got my sheet here, rustle the papers. Um, you say that there's always this sour kind of malty, like almost a mashy. Like you get a, I don't get that as much, um, but that's why I say I think your sense of uh, whiskey palate is in your sense of smell is a little more sophisticated than mine in that way. Well, I yeah. do get I mean, it I've, in the I've, later whiskeys from them, but I the, the earlier ones I just get apple and maybe a little bit of yeah. maple. You know, well, I've had a few experiences that we've talked about that have have um, uh, allowed me to be around the whiskey making process. <laughs> and what I will say is that a lot of my experiences while early whiskey is being made <laughs> is what brings those memories back to uh, that sour mash almost. That that That's what gives me a lot of it. Rather than right? getting somebody in trouble with the law who may or may not have been part of the early yeah. whiskey making process, <laughs> it's funnier just to make gay jokes, which I shouldn't do because I'm limiting our audience. We don't make, we don't have a problem with gay people or straight people. We just or like else. to make fun of you. I like to make fun of Jake, and he makes fun of me, and it's all in light uh, in, in lightness and lightheartedness. But uh, but uh, no, that's, that's probably something that if you've never been around the process, and I've been told that going to distilleries, you get a lot of that too. You walk in the distillery and it almost sticks to your nose. Bourbon, scotch, oh, doesn't yeah. matter. As it soon just, as you walk in, it yeah. is a distinctive, like, oh, you're doing something here. It's like the, it's like I don't the, even know how to say it. It's like the classy it. side of a meth kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't get, like, man, somebody's definitely taking the sulfur off mash sticks someplace. Yeah. No, no, I've, I've heard that. I've not been a part of it. But we will be, at some point in the future, uh, God willing, we will be taking a trip to Scotland. And then also, hopefully, oh, to God, Ireland, because be awesome. Irish whiskey's good, too. So I'm going to dive right into this real quick. Go for um, it. I'll follow you. This is a 40% 80 proof whiskey, 12 years old. Um, mash bill is primarily malted barley. It's Alarosa and sherry bourbon cask. And mm -hmm. we have down... From a quick Google search that's a little more general than our area, we have about 55 bucks in the cost of this bottle. You probably can go less. You probably can go more. Depends on where you live. But it is a very common whiskey. It is everywhere. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, whiskey is very so much. I would say it's it's truly anywhere between 35, which I've seen it online, uh, with with shipping, 35, and then going all the way up to, um, say, 60 bucks. Unfortunately, in our area, we are, again, in the DMV. We are in the Virginia, Maryland, D.C., West Virginia area, and uh, things are a little bit more expensive than they should be around here. So even, this is like a Even though West Virginia and, like, the reaches of Virginia that I live in are um, technically not suburban anymore, they're yeah. they're further than that, the, the D.C. metro area knows where it's commuters stop so the liquor stores tend to be a little pricey yeah and uh, so we're looking at like commonwealth so yeah they, they tend to do the same thing other commonwealth states do where they have a, a state-controlled store yeah <clears throat> and that causes you a little trouble too on the price they add the tax they quote uh need the tax money i don't know why they don't get enough for my paycheck but uh <laughs> so it's a pretty common whiskey uh, you can find it every place I feel it's, like we might start a political podcast I yeah <laughs> we might <laughs> 
take the f and tax away from whiskey you dick um <laughs> country state region of this guy is actually scotland it's highland space side depends on who you talk to i'm sure that's going to start a fight that's what jake mentioned and i need yeah i need to do a little bit more research into that again that'll come yeah. at the end of our core range episode when we get really into the history of it yeah because why but we want to know when we sure. do the episode about the whiskey yeah. that doesn't seem to make any sense if we wouldn't want to yeah, know. send us an email cask crew at the smoking cask.com Check out our website. We're going to be working on it here these last few free holiday days we have. Yeah. And uh, send us an email to that email address and let us know what you think and how stupid we are, just so we know. Or just, I mean, you know, anything, any any history, any yeah. uh, opinions, yep. anything like that. Let us know if there's anything that you think that we should mention during the podcast just for, um, um, uh, what am I trying to say, just for... Uh, information for yeah. everybody else you know sure. anything that you might know you insider maybe you work at glenfiddich this is not up. a podcast of two this is a podcast of as many people as want to listen and talk yeah exactly so eventually we'd like to have um we got to get a better setup but we'd like to have a chat room available if um, you have good information to share we want to share it that's right that's it we all want right. to learn we'll grow, credit you for it too. drinking whiskey that's what this shit's about we'll credit you for it too we'll even we'll use your full name as long as you send us a nudie of your wife in long with your email that's fine <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do that i'll just say oh, your name was people. your name was john and <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so we're going to jump down into this so we don't take up too much time for people here um we're going to jump into um again thanks to whiskey smiths we have their reviewing system it's going to be edited a little bit we're going to skip a couple spots and eventually we're going to have our own very similar but just to kind of streamline what we use thank you whiskey smiths um the color of this guy i put down a gold for this one because it's nice and light i think compared to a lot of their others what do you have down for that? i was i was pretty close i did a straw more of a a, a clear to yellow yeah gold that's fair. right yeah that's right, fair right below you that's fair so we're, we're in a similar zone there and everybody's eyes are different um the opacity always clear never had a problem with that with yeah, these whiskey straight clear yep um the sediment none excuse none. me None in this guy. It's nice and clear. You could pour out all the way to the bottom of the bottle. We've done it probably a couple times, and there's not been any sediment there. The viscosity, um, I put down a two. It's a light viscosity, yeah, but same. I will say, I will say, yeah. And I, the reason I didn't go light instead, I didn't go a one, is when I throw this guy around in this Glencairn glass, even out in the cold or in the warm here when we're inside. I noticed that it's just a little slow to come back down the glass. So that's where the two comes from. We don't have a lot more than that on it. Um, on the nose on this guy. Uh, it's not delicate, uh, which is a number one rating from uh, Whiskey Smiths. I gave it a number two. I doubted a number three because it couldn't go in between. It's got a lot of alcohol scent to it, even though it's only a, an 80 proof. Um, I don't. Where were you at? On I that? went delicate. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're close on that. I think f for me, not being a real bourbon guy, uh, my whiskey scent is real sensitive, and like when scotches have a little bit of alcohol to the smell, I tend to rate them up a little higher on the more powerful. So I gave it a two, not quite a one. But we're not far off there. Um, so we're at a one and a half on the average there. Um, age is youthful. It definitely is. It does not smell like some very old wooden aged whiskey. It's definitely no. a 12 year or or I can't call it newer because it's minimum 12 year. But it has that the age pro the scent profile of a 12 year or younger whiskey. Yeah, we, we've 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 had the ability to go back and forth between the 12 year and the 18 year side by side. Yeah. And, and this is not the 18 year. It is not the 18 year. Not even close. <laughs> there is there is not the age. There is not the. Uh, I almost want to say complexity, but even with Glenfiddich, there's there's a few flavors that you can pull out. There's just not. They make their whiskey easy to drink for anybody. Complexity is not their game. I mean, I, I mean, no. they have some that they I'm have sure that, some. Yeah, but but it's not their game. Yeah, it's in not. this 12 year, it's not their game. It's not it. But it's fucking um, good. So we're youthful there, and I think. But it's. Good. <laughs> We're it's it's motherfucking good right there. I'll yeah, tell you exactly. that. Um 
So we're at um, we're at a used oak barrels. I think for this one, there's uh, the um, um, what is it? Emer- uh, I always forget how to say Al- that. Oloroso. Oloroso. Yeah, I was going to say amaretto because uh, Christmas was just here, and that's what we drink over Christmas. Oloroso sherry bourbon. Um, they're they're used. Now, so there's there's both of those. There's Oloroso sherry. Oloroso sherry. There we go. And then bourbon casks that are used for yep. this, but then the, uh, it also states that they are in, uh, they're married up in oak casks. I'm sorry. Whether Oloroso or not that's sherry new is one word. Used, I, I'm not, I'm not enunciating that well yeah. enough. It doesn't actually, well, it might. I just need to look it up. We'd have to but, look a little deeper. So Jake can do a little digging on that here, but we know that, that right for now. sure there's used, uh, there's used barrel um, in this guy um, for sure. Um, anyway, let's you, get, ju- you just don't get the vanilla. Uh, sweetness necessary that you do out of a new oak barrel with anything else. So that's true. So I don't, I'm going to look them up right now and see if they're new. Okay. And then, so I'm going to go back down through this. We definitely agreed on the malt for the grain profile in this guy. Oh, absolutely. No There's smoke. That sour mash smell to it that you get. Absolutely. It, it, yes. And if you're the type of person that's very, <laughs> if you're the type of person that's very sensitive to spice flavors, you don't have to worry about it on this whiskey. It is very apple. So on the spice profile, we didn't really have anything. At the most, you might get a little bit of like uh, anise or black pepper, but it, you won't notice it. We didn't we didn't put anything down. Um, for the sweetness profile on this guy, uh, those sweet flavors, we have maple and honey. And I think we both agreed that that probably could go towards vanilla, but mostly maple and honey when you taste uh, or when you when you smell in this guy. Oh, I got honey nonstop. Yeah, and, yep, then, and, then the, and then there's a side yep. of it that comes out at the end of the smell when you're waving that whiskey around, spinning it in the glass. You get into uh, a little bit of a rose floral kind of smell. We talked about that. Like if you've ever gotten your uh, your uh, partner, significant other, um, dozen roses and smelled into them, you kind of get that from the ending of this whiskey. Unless you deep smell it, like I always do. In, in that case, you might as well be a Hoover vacuum. You're sucking it right up your nostrils. But uh, if you just give it a nice light smell and, and kind of spin it around in that snifter, you'll get some uh, some rose out of that. Um, I put down a port wine. Um, but that's because I feel like port wine has got that sweet kind of fruity, pungent fruity smell to it, and that's what I noticed from this whiskey. What'd you find over there, Jake? Uh, well, even on their website, they don't they don't clarify. So this is a quote from their from their website. Come on, Glenn Fittick, get uh, with the program, well, would you? Yeah, you know, you know, right? you sons it's, of bitches. It says carefully matured in the finest American oak and European oak sherry cast for at least twelve years. It is mellowed in oak marrying turns to create the sweet and suitable oak flavors. So it doesn't even say whether it's new. Uh, well, obviously the sherry and all or the Oloroso sherry cast and the bourbon and the ex bourbon cast are obviously used. But, but at that point, you're not even counting them because they've taken on the profile of what they what they, what what they were. Right? Yeah. So I, so I doubt yeah. we're going to pull out any vanillas or anything like that. But what I'd be interested, and with the amount of flavor that we get out of each one of these glasses from this bottle, I would almost want to say that they are new oak casks yeah I would because there agree. is a vanilla i mean there, there's there's an overwhelming vanilla-ness that you get out of new oak casks it finishes anyway yeah see i don't get the vanilla from this whiskey as much but i think it's because i get overwhelmed by maple um and that's and and honey maple oh, and yeah. honey mostly All honey that, yep um but the vanilla side of it makes some sense those but, are similar flavors anyway exactly so like yeah. you know what what i could be describing as vanilla you could be describing as honey or you know vice versa so yeah yeah absolutely yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely you know try it yourself and and write us, uh, grab the whiskey, sign up at Whiskey Smiths for their um their review and rating system and yep. write your own up and send us a PDF copy of it or whatever and we'd love to talk it over with you on an episode sometime. I'm gonna do a lot of freelance episodes so um we'll have the time and space to do that. 
Um, but for now, we're trying to get through some Glenfiddich to lay a baseline because we need a baseline, and we both like Glenfiddich and Glenlivet, and we both. Oh, there's uh, going to be a year of baselining. There is going to be at least a year. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's more just for that's more for Daddy. That's just for yeah, that's well, for you us. know. No, that's fun. I'm hey. good with that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm good with that because I enjoy drinking the scotch, and uh, my dad would think we're crazy because he's oh, this is so expensive. Well, good scotch. I mean, a good scotch when you can get a fifty-five, sixty, sixty-five dollar bottle that. My Glenfiddich 12s usually last me a long time. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely, man. Now they're they're good. Yeah, they are. But uh, that's that's kind of a, you know, the price point is is important to us. But we also we want to delve and get our baseline even by going through not just our Highlands and space sites, but also getting into the Isla stuff and really, yeah, and that's please. something that Jake's more yes, than me please. as we talk. Yeah, but I do. I'm starting to like those because they got a lot of flavor at the end. Um, so we need to get a baseline established. It's going to be a year. So send us your send us your stuff in email. Um, we're going to start distributing some business cards and get this out there so people can help us because we will not be anything without the community to get us going. Um, but I'm going to jump back onto the sheet here. Um, as I was saying, the wine side of this, I know that it's there's some um, there's some sherry cask in the aging, but I get a lot of port because I get a lot of sweet fruit like the apple. I get a lot of that almost pungent sugary um, fermenting sugar. You know scent from that guy in the in the nose uh, where did you land on that in the wine section of that so I, I did cherry okay i did cherry right off the bat i was hesitant to do port and the only i would i think that initially i would have if i wouldn't have have had the the glenfiddich experience that yeah. i do yeah. i'm gonna save port for another glenfiddich expression ah. uh port for me definitely i mean i i could see teeter-tottering on it but I'm going to save that because it's very apparent in a, in another of uh, age statement. I, I know which one you're talking yeah. about, and I so, agree. But yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I went with uh, under under that category. I just circled um, or went with Sherry. If you take nothing away from this, other than the fact that we're morons, at least take away that there's a lot of complexity. Even for a relatively, I'd call it a simple whiskey. There's a lot of things you can figure out and break down from drinking a Glenfiddich 12, and it won't break the bank. I know it's oh, we, so good. We label it as we get down here. We're going to label it as a pretty low complexity whiskey, which is good because too much can be too much. And we don't even have our scenting set yet. Once we get our scenting set, we'll be able yeah, to decipher aroma this kits. aroma kit. We'll, yeah. we'll be able to decipher this much better. But oh, we're going to start getting into some shit that you guys have never even heard of, <laughs> right? Yeah, me, some stupid jasmine flower from the Amazon rainforest yeah, that right. you've never heard of. We probably just broke <laughs> a bunch of treaties in saying that and pissed off a few people, but that's okay. Yeah, um, I, I definitely think there's uh, there's a lot to be said about not overwhelming your palate with complex crap too. And that's where these whiskeys are going to come in handy because there's yep. a, there's a few flavors you can pick out even without us saying the apple thing. If you really let your nose close your eyes and let your nose do the work, you'll be like, oh, oh, you'll pull some of that out. Crisp, crisp green apple. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, you'll, you'll, you will pull that out of there. If you look for it long enough, you will find it. I actually marked down apple for the fruit profile in the nose of this guy. Now we're still talking about the way it smells, which is we, we need to shorten this up because I think we're, too much into the smell. People want to know what it tastes like. But apple and pear, because to me, a fresh green Inch pear. apple. Yeah, and they're pretty similar. But I think no. if you really sit on it, you might get a little pear. But apple's primary. And I even put there's the potential for some apricot uh, in a very mild sense. But most of that, for me, is just because a lot of their other whiskeys have a small amount of apricot to them. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that sticks in my in my gray matter. So that's not that's not necessarily common of what people will notice when they're drinking it. But yeah. Uh, 
Um, uh, fruit, fruit for me, I lined up right with you. I did Apple as well. Yeah. And then, you know, as you can see, the other categories don't quite apply to no, we have, fittings. So I think we can jump straight down to the palette. And we yeah, what are we skipping? The, Tell them what we're skipping. Here. Well, so, so we're skipping sulfur, uh, which has the options of uh, stuff like matchbox or rubber or eggs or anything like that, which does not apply here. Uh, peat does not apply here. There's no smokiness. There's no campfire. There's no medicinal, none of that. And then there's no earth, right? There's no haze, dried leaves, uh, dirt, forest floor, nuttiness. Nothing, but that's the unique that one nature. though. Earth is where their whiskeys, the more aged they get, the more you'll notice that little, section opens up a little tiny bit. bit more earthiness. A little I'll bit. Agree you with you that, do yeah. get it because you again, no. uh, the tree that made the oak barrel is grown in the ground, takes nutrients from the ground. And the whiskey's aged longer in that oak. So there's going to be some pull of the wood grain. And I think that is where you get a lot. But we won't, I'm not going to dive into that. I don't want to take us too far down that. We're trying to keep this a nubby episode. So. Uh, right. Why don't you bust into the flavor section section here and I'll yeah, yeah. so so we're so hitting up flavor right we got uh, we got our options of sweet salty sour bitter and what the hell is that last one human which I've never even umami yeah umami? That, that's like um so yeah talk about that that's kind of like your that's like your MSG or your soy sauce where it's not quite true salt yeah and it's not quite true like like meat savory with you know salt and meat protein and that it's kind of the in between. Where it's like a salt-based flavor, it's kind of savory, is really what they call it. Yeah, like a lot of places will call that real neuron-firing stuff. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. It is. It really subconscious is subconscious chemical addiction. So that's not one that's going <laughs> to apply to a lot of, if, in my opinion, a lot of scotches that I've had. But we'll find out. It, there could be a couple that really blow our minds, and they might have that. Like, oh, it's like I'm drinking um, soy sauce that I would put on my Chinese rice or whatever when we yeah. go, to, you know, a restaurant. But. Uh, yeah, that's what that is. So where did you land so, on that one? So for this guy, I landed on sweet. Same so, here. Solely sweet. If I had to choose one, I would go with that over yep. none. Um, Same here. Now, look, you know, everybody out there listening to this, I don't want, and, and I'm really hoping that we get some people that aren't aren't like this for our first listeners, but I don't want you to go out and take a bite of a Honeycrisp apple and then take a sip of Glenfiddich 12 and go, wow, they taste nothing alike. <laughs> Obviously. They're whiskeys no. versus fruits. Duh, they don't taste anything alike. Okay? <laughs> but what you can pull out of that, if you look into this whiskey long enough, you will find, especially, actually, I shouldn't even say just this 12, but along the entire Glenfiddich lineup, you will always find a little bit of apple in, in that whiskey. Yeah, and it seems like their their sweet profile is almost always apple, I agree. Um, so that's definitely where we landed there. There's no umami. There's no salty, sour, bitter. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's pretty much it for the flavor profile in the sweet section or the flavor section, I guess they call it. Um, what do you got there um, for your proof on that guy? Well, I mean, so I went with, uh, let's see, proof options are, so it's based out of five, essentially, right? So our one yeah. is low, then we have two, three, four, and the high is five or high, or I should say five is high. So I went with a, uh, a two on this guy. Uh, it's not... It's not the worst in the world. Now, for me, being able to taste the alcohol portion is a lot different than other people. Um, right. You know, I, I can, I, I like high proof stuff. So, um, yeah, it's pretty light to me. Uh, I would say I, I put it down as a two on the way lower end of that scale. Yeah, I put it as a three just because I mean, some it's of the 40 AVB, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. That proof, this is in the flavor, that proof, the, the alcohol flavor does not always necessarily marry up to the 40% or like no, if you're drinking a 43 or a 46 or something, you might think it's going to burn and it doesn't. It's because of the other stuff in that whiskey that like I, I would tend to, 
based on other whiskeys I drink, other scotches I drink, Oban being one of them. Uh, oh, I, 14, Oban 14. Yeah, I tend to Very find good. that this 12 is a little bit bitier than it should be for its ABV. Mm-hmm. So I put the proof at a three. But I would tend to agree it's still really good. There are some bourbons and even some other scotches where you're like, holy crap, what did they, did they put gasoline in this? Am I drinking <laughs> gasoline right now? And that still is okay, but that's, some good. people like that. I know you like to feel like you're drinking whiskey. I'm good with that, but I don't want to feel like I'm drinking 87 octane circa 1991 with no ethanol in it either. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the on – the, I'm a, a, a slight step, a half step maybe above you, but I rounded up to a three uh, on that. I know you um, – I don't know if the maltiness that you say you get in there, does that have something to do with the flavor and the proof that you get out of the taste as well? I know you were going to mention a little bit of the malt that you get out of that uh, flavor. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Again, it kind of goes back to what I was mentioning earlier about just having the the childhood experiences of being around freshly distilled whiskey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that, that honestly, not even the, the, the distillation process or the whiskey, it's more the mash that gives me that multi, like I can smell the grains fermenting. If that would, if that makes any sense to anybody yeah. is that I can smell the fermentation and you kind of get a little bit of that sourness. To yeah. To know that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something I've tried to describe, um, a couple times to you and it's just, uh, I think just my experiences are what allows me to have that, but, um, I'm not going to. Yeah, a little bit of maltiness to it, just a little bit of like fermented grain. That's I think we're gonna have to come back almost. to this once yeah. we've been to a distillery or two. Or we should just start distilling our own shit and figure it out. <laughs> 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 Hypotheticals. Um, no, I, 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 that would be fun. I wish we had the license to do it. Um, too bad you can't do it physically if you don't have a license. I'm just yeah. saying. Um, so we won't stick on this one long with the texture of this whiskey. Uh, that's a I don't want to call it a bullcrap section for scotches, but um, I mean, I give it a delicate because I would say my palate's not there enough to be able to yeah. pull out a, a texture. If I had to say anything, uh, I mean, I don't know. Creamy almost sounds like our options here are creamy, sharp, round, light, delicate, heavy, See, rich. I, and I'd butter. give like an amaretto a creamy or a brandy that's got a lot of sweet syrupy cherry to it. Yeah, I, would, I so wouldn't if, give a whiskey a creamy. So that's that's already a dead kind of. I think it depends on how long it stuck with me, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that changes too. In the beginning, it could be delicate, and then it could be a little burny at the end, which we, yeah, I mean, we noticed with the eighteen. Not going to get into that again. We're not here to review two whiskeys against one another yet, <laughs> so I'm not going to jump down that rabbit hole. This is about the twelve. So the Glenfiddich twelve uh, texture we put delicate because it is pretty easy to drink. I, that's where yeah. I, that's where I land on it to be simple. Here's where I have a question: Does it have any elements that dominate for you? No, and I thought about putting apple, but then at the end of the if you if you we started timing these whiskeys after this yeah. one, um, but I I feel like at the end of the of the first or second strong taste, I I I got less apple, I got more of the alcohol burn, but no, nothing really dominates. I guess technically the apple would be the one that I'm stuck to the most, but. It's well balanced enough that you know you're drinking a scotch, you're not drinking an apple juice or a hard cider. So, <laughs> yeah, right. So I don't think anything really dominates. Absolutely. I would be tempted to think that, or to say that maybe after we go to a couple of distilleries and I understand that malting smell, you know, the 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 fermenting smell inside of the distillery, that maybe I'd come back to this and have another answer to that question too. But yeah. for now, and we've got dates on these essentially, so we're going to come back to this down the road and see just how noob we were <laughs> yeah. on our second oh, published episode. Yeah, yeah a, a- 
a, a, a one year episode or, or roughly, you know, to go back and do some of the whiskeys that we done in the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's what we have planned. It's going right to be now. fun. And to elaborate a little bit more on what you had said about timing the finishes. So, you know, we, we were sitting out there drinking and, and, and I had kind of come up with this, like, okay, well, what is a long finish, right? What What is a, a good finish on a whiskey? And, and we just decided to do it um, by time. It, it brings and us back to needing a baseline. So we yeah, decided right? to use a stopwatch, right? That was your idea. I yep. think that's a great idea. So so we, we took a swig, gave it a little bit of a, a mouth chew, right? We just let it sit there for just, just a second and, and then uh, timed how long it took for that finish and or burn or whatever the case may be yeah. to um, dissipate. Yeah. And... In our findings, at least, uh, so what I wrote down for mine was in our findings on the finish on this guy, we had anywhere between eight to 12 seconds on the That's two about different right. tastings. I, I noticed about eight and a yeah. half for me with a drink of water beforehand and about 12 seconds without. Yeah. And, you know, if you're about to go out and dance the 24 karat magic with some girl, you're going to yeah, you don't home. give a shit. You probably don't care, but you might not want to have the uh, whiskey face still when you get out to the dance floor if it's a 10 <laughs> second walk. Pick a 10 second or less ending whiskey. So, yeah, we're pretty good on that. We both picked a two, I think. For that, or did you pick a three? How did you go on that? No, I went with the two. You went with yep. the two, I, yeah. Because we're, we're, we're estimating, we're going to have a better idea in uh, in a year. I'm going to come back and do this. Um, the complexity low. There's not that many flavors. This is an easy one to break in if you're not into scotch now and you want to try it. If you if you're a bourbon guy and you're afraid that all scotches are smoky, this is a badass scotch to start with. It is not smoky. It's super easy. It's affordable. If you had to give it away to your scotch friends at a get together because you didn't like it, you wouldn't feel bad. So the complexity is low. It's not smoky, peaty, whatever. It's really nice. Yeah, I mean, I kind of put down that, uh, you know, that the complexity was low. I, I did it. Just it happens. Hit, just hit the <laughs> mic. Uh, so complexity was low. Uh, I, I basically put it as, look, there's three there's three main flavors in here. There's apple, which you get uh, pretty much with any glymphitic. There's vanilla, and there's honey. Those are the three that I pull out of this whiskey. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that that's kind of where I stand with this I, guy. I'm more of a maple honey, but I, I'm, I'm with you on those flavors overall. Um, for the, the final assessment of this guy, it is malt for the grain, um, malted barley, right? Um, the barrels yeah. are primarily, I think, used because of the sherry, but um, there is some new in there. Um, the age range, 11 to 15 years, we write that down as a specific 12-year. Um, country of origin is Scotland, of course, and this is the Glenfiddich 12 uh, again, if you have any insights or better reviewing systems, anything you'd like to see us add to this cask crew at thesmokingcask.com or alternatively, Jake C at thesmokingcask.com. You can get a hold of us, send us an email, put us both on it, put one on copy. I don't care. Uh, get us your insight on that and we will try to review in a different, I mean, there could be an entirely different fourth dimension that you want us to review and that might make sense. Um, so get that to us. But uh, the way we reviewed this whiskey out, um, I don't, we don't have the sheet currently handy. Um, what are you referring to? Our uh, actual numerical review sheet. I just made a copy, my good man. All right. So bringing it up right we're going to, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and do that review sheet real quick. Yes. Yes. So under pricing and labeling, where would you put this guy at? Now, what I have to say is for the pricing, uh, here, let me turn this a little bit to you. you so for the pricing at which it stands, thirty-five bucks pa a bottle. Packaging and labeling, but pricing is part of this because we don't have a great price section. Oh, did I say that? I did say that. You're yeah, good, yeah, you're yeah, good. yeah. Packaging and labeling. Okay, never mind. I can't take that into consideration then. So for packaging and labeling, here's what bothers me, and I hope that somebody can tell me why the f is why the f 
is this bottle green? It's the only one out of their lineup that's not a or, or, that's not a clear bottle. Sure. Uh, so you know, I, I did a little bit of digging, and by a little bit of digging, I mean one quick Google search, uh, and I couldn't figure out why the bottles are green rather than anything else. So if y'all have a my, have an idea, but my super good looking, um, she can hear me through the floor. Awesome, more smart fast. than me, wife. Yeah. <laughs> she said that she thinks it's the same as beer, where it has to do with how much sun gets to the liquid inside. And I'm wondering if the more and more I think about that, maybe they're worried about people that aren't diehard whiskey drinkers not treating these well, leaving them in the sun too long. Essentially, or, like if you're buying a 12-year, you're uneducated. You're a is that what you're trying to yeah. say? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that is a question we have. Um, and we, we could do some research and figure it out. We will probably do that and know it by next episode. But it would be nice to know if anybody out there has any insight as to the intricacies. Maybe you work in a glass plant and you do that. Yeah, right. What's the what's the reason for green glass, brown glass versus a clear glass? Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I give this guy for package and labeling. It's yeah, a solid, it's a solid four for me. It's got a four? really, the only reason yeah. I give it a four is the, um, it's got a plastic topper on top of the, uh, on top of the cork, which we're not in the cork section yet, but the label itself is solid. It's pretty classy. You could set this up someplace and have people see it and they would not judge you for having it. So I give that a solid four. You know what? I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, I think it'd be a five if it wasn't for the, uh, uh, what do you call it? If it wasn't for the, the 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 cheap cork and cheap top, yep. Because it's not even a tight cork; it's a very loose. Yeah, that like, does make pop a difference out. To us. Right? I, we're probably OCD over that for nothing, but I agree it with is, you on that. It is. It is. Yeah, and kind of with that, um, the next section here is the bottle and cork. Anyway, um, I I tend to group the cork in a little bit. Not not really, I guess, but I do in this sense that when you look at this bottle from a distance, even when it's got the aluminum or the tin wrap on it, you can still from a distance tell that it's got a fake top it doesn't have an actual uh wooden top on the cork there so um that's where i jump next uh, that was jake having a hiccup that tends to happen sometimes um the next thing we had is in glass aesthetics uh, i give that one um i would give that i give that one a six here because i think it looks pretty nice uh jake yeah, sam i give it a six Yep. Yeah, so we wound up on a six on that guy. It looks good. It's got a nice color. It's a little lighter than their other options. So eh, it's, it's kind of crazy. Kind of that a... straw mixed with gold. It's yeah. not quite a dark amber yet, which uh, for beer and whiskey, for me both, that actually tends to be pretty good. Um, and then we are, what's next on there? Nose. Our nose on that guy. I gave it a seven because yep. I love the fact. I gave it a six. I gave, Yeah, I love the fact there's apple to it. Um, how about the next one? Uh, initial taste. So our initial taste profile on this guy, uh, for me, it's a five. I like it, but it is, it's a lot of it's a lot of the fruit, which I enjoy, but it's also, uh, it's also a whole lot of uh, it's also a whole lot of alcohol in this one when you first start out with it, especially on just like a casual sip. Um, so Jake gave that guy a. I gave it a six. Six. Yep. Um, I gave it a six on the initial taste. And then the finish, he wound up on a five, and I wound up on a six there. And then we have our surprise butt sex section, which is uh, only this time one of our two wives. So we can't actually put this into the review. But my wife tried it. And uh, let's just say we'll post the pictures of her facial reaction um, up on the website very soon here. Wasn't not a good. Fan. Not a fan at all. There's a lot of turning away to not embarrass herself, et cetera, et cetera. Um, anyway, Jake, uh, you want to read off what our final review on this guy was on just a regular um our final score here. Yeah, we have we have a final review score of an even 5.0. A mustard yellow, almost brown green. Uh, not a bad one on our red to green score. So that's a pretty good right in the middle whiskey. Now, again, that's going to change if we come back and re-review with better baseline yeah. for whiskeys and scotches, especially in general. Um, 
we're that's a stupid sentence especially in general but we're going to come back and probably redo this and you'll see that number go up or down based on some of the crazy expensive crap and crazy cheap crap we tried that might be better or worse i'm hoping that this number goes down me too and, th- and that's a strong hope but you got to figure out of all the whiskeys or sorry out of all the scotches and bourbons that we intend to try this year and, and, and that we have on our list yeah i sure hope that this 12 year glenfiddich single malt goes down yeah i'm with you on that as a matter of fact um in general we would hope that if you're going to go out and buy a nice fancy bottle for a bachelor party you're celebrating a promotion at work that you're actually getting your money's worth so the glenfiddich being a five that glenfiddich 12 i'd say it's deserved of a five but we hope it does go down for the reasons that we've just mentioned yep so that's pretty much our review of the glenfiddich 12 uh, i recommend i mean it's a five but in the world of crappy versus good booze, I recommend a five. Oh, I've I've always I mean I always recommend this. I grab this quite a bit. No. So go go out and get yourself a bottle of Glenfiddich twelve single malt scotch. You can pick that up pretty much anywhere. The price is going to wildly vary, but I'm going to say you're not going to spend more than sixty bucks on it, no matter where you are. I would say significantly less than that. Just be picky. If you see a mom and pop liquor store in your state, if it's not a state run store. Um, shop around window shop, make a a phone call or two from the parking lot before you pull the trigger. Cause it should be a pretty, a pretty affordable, um, way to get started in scotch. And, um, yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for stopping in to check us out. And we hope that you guys can go check this out and see what you think. Uh, please write us cask crew at the smoking cask.com or Jake C at the smoking cask.com. That's C A S K thesmokingcask.com. Check out the website. We're going to be updating it here in the next week or so to get you some pretty cool pictures. There's going to be links to this podcast as well as in-website players that you can just hop on your mobile phone and play them from there. No app required. Uh, We will talk to you soon. Thanks again for joining us for this review of the Glenfiddich 12 here at The Smoking Cask. Thank you all. Bye.